Hey guys, Austin and Sean here from Should I Wonder. Hey guys. An up and coming podcast designed to get you thinking. Join the conversation as we talk about current events, eye-catching headlines, info-based segments, and much more. Tune in today, however you get your podcast, or visit shouldiwonder.com. Thanks for listening. Bienvenidos again to my show. I am so excited that you are listening to my podcast today. This is Rosie Paulson from Rosie Paulson Ent Enterprises, and you are listening to Cafecito with Rosie on air. This program is geared for people that want to be inspired, to find their paying customers so they can build a profitable, successful, and thriving business. I bring my friends in the air, from the area that can tell you some tips and some ideas that you perhaps can use so you can be a successful business owner or perhaps in your life to have a successful career uh, for a corporation or a successful community leader um, and mentor. So today it is uh, my greatest honor to introduce my really good friend, Polly Boeing. Hi, Polly. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Good, good, good. And you know, you and I are going through this journey together um, that is almost coming to an end um, that we are now published authors and we started on January of this year. Um, before we go into that, why don't you tell me a little bit about you? Have you lived in Tampa for a very long time? Are you native or did you move here? When? Who's Polly? Well, I moved here nine and a half years ago from Kansas where I was raised. So I had lived there my entire life. So um, moving to Florida was a little bit of a shock. <laughs> really? Kansas, huh? So I yes. bet you everybody always tells you about about uh, Dorothy, right? In Kansas, right? Exactly. They always say uh, you're not in Kansas anymore. Call me Dorothy or Toto. That happened a lot when I first moved here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever met anybody from Kansas. So this is this <laughs> is really really fun. Um, now you also have a, an inspiring story, and are uh, you very creative? And one of the things that I, that I always follow uh, uh, with you and your social media platforms is your creativity on using that to inspire our younger generation. So tell me, how did that started? What kind of like generated for you to do this? Well, it's really interesting. I'd always been a writer going, uh, you know, growing up and an artist. And then I put all of that aside and, you know, did the insurance career and everything. And then a couple of years ago, um, around the time I lost my mom, um, a lady that I know asked me if I would illustrate a book that she had written, a book for children. So I did that and that helped me a lot. I was really down and sad, depressed. And then I decided to write my own story originally, uh, the first one I published, The Girl Who Sings the Alphabet Backwards. So I wrote it and illustrated it, um, did it all, published through Amazon, and made one of the main characters named after my mom. So that's how it started. And then I kept going. I have all these ideas for books. And then last year, I met um, our wonderful publishers, now publishing, that we work with. Mm -hmm. And gave them the idea that I had for the next book, which is called Mermaid Logic. Then we decided 
to uh, create a women's empowerment book to go along with it. So I'm actually publishing or launching, I should say, two books on November 19th at the Tampa Club. So kind of excited. Yes. Good, good. So you already wrote one book and this is your second book. So that first book, tell me a little bit about that. What is it based on and why did you decide to write it? I wrote a book. I wanted to create a book with a character that's an owl because that uh, was my mom's favorite thing is owls. She collected them. So I made a story about a little girl who visits the Gulf of Mexico and meets an owl and a tree and a fountain that are all you know, magical and talk. And she ends up saving some sea turtles at uh-huh. the end of the book with the help of some dolphins. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and uh, her little quirk is she sings the alphabet backwards, which I can say it backwards. I don't really sing very well, but uh-huh. that's how that started. And then um, that book became Book of the Month in uh, Boca Raton uh, because it actually helped people that are dyslexic, I guess, um, which is pretty cool because dyslexia, dyslexia, yeah, is um, a serious thing people deal with, and and mm-hmm. uh, doing the alphabet backwards, I guess, spoke to some of those people, which was nice. Yeah, and that that inspired them to be better. You know, when you connect with others, because sometimes having the isolation, thinking that you're the only one that has the certain problem or the certain challenge, um, then you you cannot find hope, right? But by you sharing right. your story and by you sharing your experiences, you bring somebody else ideas that they thought, oh, my God, I'm the only one. And you realize, no, you're not. And we are in this together and we can overcome it together. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, we need to not judge people for their differences, but rather embrace them. And, I, you know, not to sound cliche, but seriously, there's too much dislike and discontent for others that are different than us or look at things differently mm-hmm. uh, and I said on my radio show last week that the hatred needs to stop we yes. need to really quit with the intolerance and the hatred towards mm-hmm. others yeah I think I was talking to this uh, about, I was talking about this to somebody you know my kids when they were little so Tabitha is 29 Stephen is 25 uh, but when they were little, I remember Tabitha coming over from school and saying, I hate this and I hate that. And to me, hate is a very strong word because it's about your character. So I told my kids, you don't use the word hate. You do disliked or I don't approve, but don't use the word hate because it's, it's very strong. But that became kind of like the norm culturally. And look where we are now as a society, um, because it's just that, like you right, like you said, we need to stop because it's just becoming where our humanity is being lost because hate takes over that. Um, but right. we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. It, it certainly does take over. You know, we weren't allowed to use the word hate in our household either growing up, and I think that that's. A wonderful thing is to, you know, teach your children to not use that word mm-hmm. because in a lot of ways it's like speaking death. I mean, hatred is such a strong, yes. dark thing and and wishing death is never good. You know, there's yes. too too much of that these days. Yes, 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 yes. And I, I say that that's like, kind of like very, and I always talk about my, my um, Christianity and my spiritual um, 
upbringing. Um, but to me, that hate is very insidious. It's an spirit that starts very, very insidious, like there's nothing happening. But by the time you realize it's so far uh, that you have lost, that you, you walk so far away, that sometimes to turn back is very difficult. Um, but if you cut it on time, if you catch it on time, and you own it and take responsibility for it, you can change yourself. You can change your community, and you can change the outcome of many things that they are to come. So let's uh, stay united as a human race, and like you said, stop judging each other and just love on each other for who we are, right? Because we are all unique. That's um, right. Thank you. Thank you. So now I was talking to uh, some people also about Tampa being different um i know they want to put florida you know or tampa in the same category as everybody else in florida all the big cities like miami orlando but tampa is unique um and you coming from another state or another uh city what do you think i think tampa is definitely different than miami orlando you know, I visited some great places. Uh, San Antonio, Texas is, is an excellent place, in my opinion. And Tampa has a little bit more of a feel of that, which, in my opinion, is a little bit more down-to-earth um, than, you know, Miami or Orlando, for instance. Did, does that make sense? You know, it's not, it's like um, a tighter-knit community somehow, even though there's so many people. I feel like it's a little bit, just a little different. Right. Right. And it's really who you know. So you get to know people in a in a intimate, not in a setting, in an intimate, but more of a knowing base, face to face basis. So, yes, you do have a larger amount of people, but then you connect with some and those really become your friends. And usually you have business that you guys do together. And then it's just I call it long lasting relationships that will turn into into um, either your best self uh, force or a paying customer. But it's building that relationship that goes uh, a long way. It doesn't happen overnight, but the more you build on it, you'll get a lot of people that will like you, trust you, and do business with you because they know you. Right. It does take time here in, in my experience. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. it's not quite like the Midwest where you know, um, you move into a new home, for instance, and the neighbors are over, you know, bringing you cookies, asking how you're doing. And yeah. uh, so that's a little different here. It's not quite that, that friendly or open like the Midwest is, but it's uh -huh. certainly nicer here than, like I said, nicer than Miami or Orlando, in my opinion. Yes, yes, yes. So I know sometimes I, I always ask people, um, I, um, I tend to go back i have a couple of favorite places um that i go back to in tampa because they're just unique and i love them um have you find your favorite place here in the tampa bay area yet oh gosh rosie do you mean strictly in tampa on that oh, side or over here in the area whatever you can go back to when you think okay i just really need to relax forget about everything and just find myself um, even if it's not in the Tampa Bay area, but nearby, where do you go? Actually, the beach is my favorite place. Yeah. <laughs> and why? What, what do you feel when you're on the, in the beach? 
Oh, gosh. It feels very cleansing, and I love the feel of the salt water, and something about it is inspiring for me, and uh, it recharges me, and I love looking for seashells. Mm -hmm. So I feel at home near the water, which is funny because of my affinity for mermaids anyway and dolphins. So I think, yeah, I love the beach. Yep. Yeah. So when was the first, uh, like, um, when was the first time that you saw a dolphin and what did that make you feel? (laughs) Oh, that made me feel so much joy and I never get tired of it. You know, I know like some people that are local, it's kind of old news to them, but I love it. I love it every time. And it's nine and a half years later. Uh, the first time I saw one was actually on a, a visit here. I came to Florida to visit when I still lived in Kansas. And I was mm-hmm. so excited because I was on a little uh, boat that dolphins followed. And they were uh-huh. jumping up and down. And I got video. And it made me happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's one of those things that is a bucket thing to do here. And a uh, bucket list to do here in, in Florida is to have one of those dolphin tours and see it. And it's just majestic because... I don't know, but I still get get uh, goosebumps every time I see them um, uh-huh. because it's just unique, right? Right. They're yeah. amazing creatures. The more I learn about them, the more I love them, and I loved them before. So there's so much to learn, I mean, in general, you know, about yeah. that. Yeah. And um, so tell me a little bit. We are working on, you are right now working on your second book, and that's how we're doing it together. So tell me a little bit about what inspired you to write the second book. What's the story behind it? And uh, why would people like to read it? Well, the story behind this one is uh, it started as Mermaid Logic. And what I wanted to do is make a book of all original quotes that either I thought of or a couple that my mom used to say. And then I I drew an illustration that would go with it so it's like a mermaid telling you the advice for instance like um Uh some days you have to make your own sunshine my mom always said that when I was a kid and so I drew a mermaid you know accordingly and that was my whole thing I just wanted a book full of quotes and they were quotes from mermaids well then um, a good friend of mine said that actually spirit led her to offer her help to me So I had drawn all these illustrations and she offered to take them all in and add graphic design to it, which enhanced it. Before you knew it, we were naming all the mermaids and it just, it morphed it. uh, It turned into a really neat project. So we had all of this pretty much done. And then I met somebody through an RGA meeting that referred me to Lisa. Uh And so then I met Lisa, this was last December. And so I showed them my artwork for the book, my illustrations, my idea. And so that day, it was the week before Christmas, they told me, hey, we love your idea. We want you to write a book for women, be in our program, and you can publish, launch both books at the same time. So the one with the mermaid quotes is kind of a workbook journal for, you know, middle school age girls. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so the whole, the whole point was to inspire younger girls and make you think and sometimes not be so wrapped up in yourself kind of if that makes sense because we get we get all hung up on appearance and illusion especially with the way the internet is you know we get so lost in things that don't matter and I wanted to bring some light 
to that and help others really just think about it. And then, um, of course, my friend Suki um, unexpectedly passed away a week after our meeting with um, Lisa. Oh, and wow. uh, it was it was awful. It was shocking. And so I went on with the book and um, in honor of her. And oh, wow. uh, so, yeah, it's been it was quite devastating. You know. Wow. But you're honoring her memory with through this, which is just amazing. And the one thing that you can do for her, right? Because it'll be her legacy uh, for everyone that reads the book. And, um, and uh, you know, I did not know that story. So I'm a little speechless right now. But uh, thank you for honoring your friend. And I cannot wait until, um, you know, I cannot wait until I read the book. Um, I do know that a lot of your background is um, where you come from is a little bit um, challenging um, and you can go as deep as you want to, but I know you've been bullied in school and that was one of the reasons why um, you, um, you decided to write this book. If you can go back in time and talk to your younger self, uh, what would you tell her? Gosh, I would tell her that one of these days the experiences would pay off but not to believe everything you hear <laughs> because I was told that I was ugly and weird and all kinds of things that weren't fair and I was truly picked on and it, I you know I didn't deserve it and there's a lot of children that go through this that don't deserve it. I mean no, nobody does right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I would um well, it's funny because my mom always said that the stuff you go through, it ends up you can help others later because okay. you went through it. Mm -hmm. So although I hate that that happened to me, maybe it was worth it because maybe I can help others that are dealing with it and maybe I can make a difference somehow. Yeah. That's that's all we can hope for is that we make a difference to others. And, you know, maybe somebody that does bully others will stop and think, gosh, why am I doing this? It's because I have low self-esteem. I don't need to bully others. You know, right. maybe, I don't know. There's so many things that I hope will come out of it that's good. Right. Yeah. And you bring in light to a problem which I think people have kind of uh, not realized that there has been, of course, with social media, that has escalated so much. Uh, because let's face it, when when we were young, I mean, <laughs> you know, the biggest problem I have is to make sure I was in my grandparents' house to receive the phone calls when my friends were calling me, right? Like I would have to right. make sure I make it to, to my, because my parents, my grandparents used to live across the street from us. So if my girlfriend will say that she's going to call me at three o'clock. I will have to be pending on that. Then, you know, cross the street, get there, answer the phone, stay for a little bit and then leave. I mean, and, and the bullying that is happening right now and, and the option that the kids had drove, driven, uh, driven to do, which is, you know, um, uh, suicide rate and all that stuff is just so different from where it was in when I was young but now that brings awareness so perhaps a mother or a father can can treat those things um, by you sharing that story right to from your perspective what happened and what could 
they do better to support their child. Some of the mothers really do not know uh, what was happening. Do you, that I believe is one of the things that your experience will help others. You know, when you share that, you know, you're not the only one that is experiencing that. Um, have you right. encountered perhaps somebody that says, oh my God, I thought I was the only one. I have. And another thing is I would be dishonest if I didn't say that I hadn't contemplated suicide myself as a very young teenager. And it was because of all the torture and the lies. And I believed that I was worthless. Mm. It ruined my self-esteem and it took so long to work on it. I still have to work on self-esteem because of what happened to me all those years and made such a huge impact. And one thing I will say, you know, it wasn't that I was being um, oversensitive or a wuss, I guess, because mm -hmm. I, I put up with a lot before I cry or tell my mom. And unfortunately, in this world, bullies are often like dismissed like, oh, mm -hmm. that's how they are. Toughen up. Uh -huh. It's like, no, no, the bully needs to stop their nonsense. We need uh -huh. to not not laugh when somebody is hurting somebody else or bullying them. And, uh -huh. you know, at the same time, we do have, you know, we do have to toughen up a little in some ways, but but we cannot excuse this kind of behavior to where somebody's being tormented every day. I would go home and vomit because of these girls on the bus that picked on me so much. Right. And, and it wasn't fair. And mm -hmm. I'd go into school with knots in my stomach, like from the morning ride. And then, and it was, it was awful. And I just don't feel like people should have to go through this. Yeah. And I think that comes a lot with uh, education from the parents, right? Uh, just take that responsibility to be the educator for your children and not really expect that the school is going to be doing it. Because in reality, the school is just a support system of what the kids learn at home. And I think a lot of the parents um, need to take that responsibility because it is not okay that your kid is torturing or bullying somebody else. Well, Polly, can tell us the website of your book? Where can people purchase the book? Um, it's on pre-sale now through Now Publishing, but it's going to be available at Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and Kindle, and it's available as an audiobook too after November 19th. Okay, awesome. You have the website where they, everybody can purchase it or just in the Now Publishing? It's the okay. Now Publishing website. Yeah, it is oh. About You is the name of the book. Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me again the name of the book. It is About You. It is about you. Well, thank you so much, Polly, for your wonderful uh, time. Thank you for your inspiring stories. And have a wonderful afternoon. Anything else that you want to say to the audience? I just want to say thank you and personal thank you to you for having me on the show and hearing what I have to say. And I really just want to inspire others to do better and keep going. Good. Well, I just want to share with you the people that are listening, one of the quotes of my book, perseverance is a stubbornness with a purpose. John Ship. Let me repeat that. Perseverance is a stubbornness with a purpose. Remember, my friends, this is a world that is very tough 
if you want it to be that way. But you can take ownership of your life. You can find your purpose. You can find your inspiration. And you can make a change where you will be able to live the most exhilarating life that you can live. Because your purpose is only yours. You were created to live and achieve that purpose. Nobody else can do it. And you can use that purpose as an artist and then have a business. Or you can also have a bit inspiring your community but as a business owner that uniqueness that authenticity is what people look for people do business with pe with people they know like and trust so you need to be as transparent as possible of who you are because if people know you outside uh, your sphere of influence, but when they really meet you personally, you are not the same person, that individual is going to feel left out, is going to feel deceived, and they really will not like to do business with you. And remember, in the business world, you have 30 seconds to make the impression. So I really thank each and every one of you for listening to my show for my guests to be amazing, to be an inspiring. And this is for you, my uh, the persons and the people that listen. You are unique. You are amazing. And don't forget the four components of Nyeke. Per purpose, persevere, uh, purpose, persistent, persevere, and pivot. Purpose, persistent, persevere, and pivot. Thank you again so much, my friends. Stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. This is Rosie Paulson. Have a good day. Bye. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just... Squeeze by here. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, ADP is staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate complexity. Learn more at ADP.com.